Generally, like you know, human behavior, like you know, human behavior. Why do we behave the way the way we do? Is the overall? What's the question? That question well, is too. Uh, I'll, I'll try and say it. So, why do we? Why do we like react and sort of respond in the way we do with the different ways people behave? And I'll say a bit more about it. Is we will sort of move towards or away, so to speak, from certain behaviours. And I think we might, we might often miss opportunities because of this such a quick bias. And I'm not saying the bias is bad, it's just I'm seeing more and more and more, especially with the work we are studying in that book, Behave, of just, it's, it's not even like a bias like, oh, I've seen a particular type of person or a, a skin color or a culture or a I don't know someone has mannerisms that just for some reason it's kind of like it's not that obvious mm. I'm sort of like noticing the subtleties of just hearing people go oh I just I don't know why I just really didn't gel with that person so I really struggled to mm. like listen on the on the <laughs> webinar or I just like they get turned off mm. but and so the part of the discussion is like, how do we practice and develop an ability to recognize that and see that and not get taken out by that bias? Yeah. And, I, and it sort of comes into the much bigger conversation, which we won't do today, is, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. The more I'm discussing with people talking about it, it's, <clears throat> it really is about understanding people's worldviews and their behavior. Yeah. But it's going to be hard for that to get, better and better and better if people aren't able to develop the kind of muscle of going, ah, oh, I, like I can feel this fact that I'm with this guy Stanley mm. and there's something about the way he is or mm. whatever that I'm just, you know, like I, yeah, like, and so what is that? So I could maybe quickly get past it and not lose out on the value that, mm. and I know it's not like we can please everybody and have everyone like us and all that. It's not about that, but I do think that, an aspect of the whole mm. fact that people don't tolerate people, they yeah. you know react to certain behaviors. It's just they they sort of don't have that muscle in recognizing it, yeah. and they think it's true. Yeah, like I've had people say about my colleagues, like I was saying, like mm. different people who lead our programs, and it really is true for them that they just don't like that person, or they they think they're not a great yeah. deliverer or whatever. And then I'll talk to somebody else, and it's like it's their favorite person, and so that's for me like. How does that <laughs> preferences? How does that happen mm. when somebody is just doing their thing, and you've got polar opposites? Yeah, yeah. I um, are we on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I uh, I think that um, I'm not so worried about not liking people, as we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, and I think the reason is, is that there's just so like, what's the use of trying to make something work with someone that you've just met unless there's a real compelling reason to is this, is this something I sometimes yeah. like so sometimes it's like <clears throat> sometimes you have staff especially when you've got a lot of staff and you you don't get to hire them all like when you've got managers who hire people as well and stuff like that that you have people that you just can't stand and you can't be around or, or whatever and you kind of have to just deal with it and move past and I've had to do that a lot so I can 
pretend I like people. Well, I can be a little bit indifferent, maybe it's probably yeah. the word. But then I also like nowadays in this business, if there's people that I dislike, like, nah, I haven't got time for them. Um, and I suppose my question then is like, why should I? Why, what, what's your re- like? What's your argument for why I shouldn't be like that? Well, I'm not even. I mean, that might even be going. Look at this guy. Oh my goodness. I'm wondering if actually it's not to not to not answer your question or look at that, but I'm I wonder if it's not even about that point at which you figure out whether you like them or not. Mm. I'm wondering more like the subtleties of where it's because that's quite conscious yeah. like you're you're obviously saying that interaction aware of mm. you know I just, I just don't really gel with this person i just don't like them but you're you know like you're at that point then when you're mm. considering it what about the kind of more pre like where it's much more subtle much sort of quicker unconscious where you've already sort of the bias has already taken hold mm. and you, it, it's like you don't even have a chance to give that person a shot as to whether or not you will like them or not. Or is that the same thing? I don't know. Is that like maybe it's the whole same process of there's something like let's say I was just a new person you've met yeah. and in whatever stage of the conversation, it could be even before I open my mouth, yeah. something triggers in your biology and your the brain you and, just, and just sort of, just sort of stimulate, like agitates you or yeah. some perturbation that just kind of makes you go, hmm. I'm not sure or that irks me or god they're a bit annoying or and I'll be I'll be real like you know sort of to make it really obvious like someone who's just like really socially awkward for example mm. <clears throat> and maybe they're socially awkward in their initial mm. engagement right mm. and for some people that make a pretty quick either unconscious or even the unconscious sort of judgment of oh you know this person's just a bit weird or yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't follow them or god they'll just they'll just annoy the crap out of me yeah. and Oh yeah, and different. the yeah answer your question is no. You don't have to like them because you would have to have a compelling reason to yeah. move yourself past that. Yeah. Like it's not like there's definitely you'd have to you'd have to actually do something to move yourself past the nah. I'm this you know this is just not somebody that I want to engage with. So you don't have to. But how much opportunity are people losing from that? Just just basically running yeah. their their actions, you know, like and and their behaviour, like informing their behaviour. Yeah, I think I think they do. I think the the two parts of that question probably the first bit is that yeah, there's definitely things that happen before people even open their mouth. Like there are different people I judge based on the way they look, dress, walk, hold themselves, whatever, for sure. And plenty of them are real shallow reasons. Um, and I I know I have to like tell myself that they are shallow reasons and try and move past that, especially in a conversation. Um, so then, like, when we move forward and you say, oh, well, do people, are we losing opportunities for not letting that happen? I think maybe where I see it most is people not, um, there's like a level, right? Like people, it's, it's like the classic thing of like, um, cliche thing about women, trying to find Mr. Right and like not accepting anything less than perfect. Yeah, like that yeah. real high standard. I get it all the yeah. time. And look, I, I use the talk about women doing it because it's just a cliche on movies and whatever. But like it's a thing that lots of people do that 
you have this real high standard. I'm only going to talk to people like this. So for me, my standards, when I say I don't deal with people I don't like, my standards is, is for people that I like isn't that high. For people I don't like, it's really high. If, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. For me to not like you, you have to be pretty fucking yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, and yeah the, that's right. Yeah, you're a very, yeah, like you are very open, empathetic, yeah. accommodating person. Like you are very open to all manner of people. So yeah, you're right. It would have to be, it'd have to be something, I don't know, almost Usually like really, to me, yeah, like to something me. really obvious yeah. that they've just rubbed you up the wrong way or, or there's just something about the way they conduct themselves that you legitimately are like, yeah. I don't want to be around that yeah. or I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there's definitely people like that. There's a real high bar. And I think that a lot of people go, it's like, oh, I don't necessarily, I couldn't be friends with this person, so I don't want to tolerate them. Yeah. And then that's probably a real low bar. That's kind of where, this is where I think you're getting to. Now people are like, now you're really missing opportunities because just because you don't, like, couldn't be their friend doesn't mean you can't work with them, achieve stuff with them kick goals together you know there's like even in our team now although my team are awesome like lots of them I would never like we would not be friends outside of work because we don't have the same similarity like yeah. same things yeah. that we do and whatever but in work we're good friends like when we and we've got a good team and like we hang out but at work but that's a work thing and so and that's been my career all the time it's like I couldn't be friends with you, but I can achieve really awesome stuff with you. Yeah. And I think those metrics are different. And I definitely think people do that. Like, actually, we talked about it <clears throat> as we were going through the hiring process for our new staff that, like, for the guys to make sure that they're really digging into these people properly. Like, why what do, why do you feel this way about that person? Yeah. What's What's deeper than that why are you like looking at just surface level stuff of them like no but I'll, i will use like shan and creeper because they're the ones who are doing second interviews and stuff with people and it was just about like opening their eyes up to that like have you really interviewed this person have you really asked them any questions to get to know who they are and the type of person that they'll be at work and the way that they'll do things right because they had like real surface level stuff like the things you're talking about like they made judgments pretty quick based on that person's... Well, actually, the reason I knew is because they couldn't tell me what they didn't like. Ah, that's good. You know, because they, they were just like, oh, I just don't know. It's and just a little bit there. And that's a good point. Yeah. yeah that, that's kind of what I think Yeah, I'm interested in yeah. in this sort of chat is like that. It's that yeah. It's that kind of... It's at that real biological level of... It's something, but you can't articulate it. And that's where I feel like it's not not like dangerous, but that's where I think not being able to recognize that or even understand that is like there's a muscle to develop as in to go i can't actually say why so hang on maybe maybe yeah. there's something that i need to yeah. get past yeah that's what exactly. you pointed that's great and then you know with there was as we go through all the different candidates and stuff and you start to highlight <laughs> you start to highlight different things about each candidate and you know, talking to the girls, because obviously I've done a lot of hiring and they haven't, so I've obviously got a lot more expertise and it was the purpose of this process was to teach them how to, do, cool. how to be better at hiring people. And when we dug into some of the attributes of these people and dug a little deeper, when I because I did my interview separate to them, because I let them do their one so that they could have their go and then I did mine. And when I brought up some of the stuff that I'd seen, it then started to go, oh, yeah, I guess they didn't look at it from that perspective. And, oh, yeah, I guess if you made those connections, that would be the type of person that they are. And 
and it even came to a point like, like Sean was really funny because like she, you almost flipped right like it was almost like a complete flip of her thinking once she started to realize she was like oh actually oh, I think I'd be friends with that person or that's, something like that it was quite funny and that's my case in point right yeah, like, yeah. You just didn't give it enough but in that in that situation what is sad is that actually is it really well there's two things one I'm trying to teach my team to be better than that and to look deeper at things so that's something that we're trying to do I'll wait for this concrete truck to go by try to teach my team to be better look deeper um, but also it's quite sad for like these like for people who interview um, we, we teach people the wrong things about interviewing we all like we always teach people to go in and be polite and talk about our achievements and our like think about like in sales they teach they're showing their features and benefits totally yeah exactly not the like, value that they offer that's right, right. and I, I I had this kid who came in um, he's this young kid from India been trying to get a job for ages for like two years he's at uni well he's, he'd just been finishing uni he's been trying to get into a job applied for thousands of jobs didn't get anywhere he would turn up and he's like Stan I'm so polite I do all this stuff and anyway he came in for a coffee and I just said to him like stop trying to be polite like like that's not what you want to do you need to make that person love you mm. like you need to walk in and make it all about them don't don't even talk about yourself just keep asking them questions about themselves find something you can relate to and then ask about it. just keep doing it the whole time i was like then they'll they'll start to be like oh this guy's awesome yeah. so so anyway i told him all these things i was like like the liking principle right like yeah. use that make them like you and and want to be or be friends with you almost very next interview he got a job no way seriously he's like and he just texts me like with you or, or another no, interview no, another oh, right. no, so he wasn't interviewing for us he was a software developer oh or I see um, so he was trying for other people and so I was like so I told him what to do I coached him through it and yeah he got he got the very next job at like a place he'd really wanted to work at and he sent, he sent this big text message and stuff to me and like he was like a bit fluffy about it um but it was quite nice because he's like, fuck, I've been trying for two years trying to be this polite That's person amazing. that my university always tells me to be. And then I just went in being myself, trying to like, like get them to like me, ask questions about them. First go, got a job. That's so cool. You know, literally been in hundreds of interviews. Well, applied for thousands of jobs, been in tens of interviews and got nothing. And so to this whole conversation, I think like we as people aren't always taught that like we're not always taught to try and have people like us immediately yeah um that's the wrong word try to find some common ground of people and that liking principle i think like the more i read that book um influence the more i realize that is the most powerful one to start with yeah. i, I, honestly well, think I feel is. like that and combined with unity, because they kind of they kind of go, go together, hand in hand. They're yeah. like so similar. So similar. Those two are so powerful because yeah. they're like the the most social. Yeah. You know, social ones. Thinking of a couple, a few examples. Like I, <laughs> I often get said by some of my friends, some of my really close friends. They're like, "Man, you have some weird people in your life." Like, they're, they're, but they're not saying it like mm. like bad. But so many of my friends, and and some of those are the like weird and wonderful ones. But they'll. Uh, and there's quite a few people in my life where it's not that I won't bring them, bring like the different mm. groups of friends together, mm. but because often I do. Yeah. But often what I find 
I'll need to do with certain people <laughs> is prepare both environments or both, you know, different groups to mm. not prejudge. Yeah. Like there'll be certain people in my life where I'm just like, hey, you know, we've got, I've got so-and-so coming and so-and-so coming. So this person's like this and they're a bit like this. So, yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of like front foot some of the quirks and things of, of just some of the eclectic people in my life. And I don't know why I seem to, I mean, maybe it's, I'm a bit nuts myself, which is probably <laughs> true. But I know I just seem to, as I said, seem to collect all, all manner of people in my life. Like they're just, there's so many different ranges of people. And I do think it's because I have a natural ability and a very developed ability to sort of see past some of those things that in certain situations will be very detrimental. Like there are certain people in my life where I won't bring them into certain environments because they're just a liability. Yeah. But I'm okay that they're a liability in certain situations because they're so brilliant and so valuable in other ways. And so it's sort of, I just often learn to mitigate mm. some of those aspects of people. And I know people probably do it with me as well. Yeah. And I think that's fine because otherwise it'll be so jarring that this person in my life won't even get a chance to get to know these other great people in my life. And I like bringing people together. And so I think that's, I don't know, that's, I just think that's important to kind of, if you look, if, if people were to look at their social circles and their, you know, their environments they hang out in, like how much, how many differences are there? Mm. You know, someone said to me the other day in the whole diversity, equity, inclusion thing, it was this really cool thing after a speech I did on it. Um, she's like, I often say to people, look at the radio, TV, like look at all the stuff you consume mm. and then ask yourself how many of them uh, completely different cultures and she was saying you know she watches Al Jazeera and she and I thought to myself yeah there's more work for me to do in that domain like I do surround myself with lots of different cultures and everything but I certainly don't go out of my way to like watch and learn things from completely different cultures right in different languages and then I was also thinking of a couple of other examples of I've got a team member as you know and and we're getting along so well a new team member I'm onboarding her and if you were to ask me prior to us meeting and prior to us getting the arrangement to test out if we can work together, yeah. it's not that I, like, she's brilliant, she's competent, but if I was to base it on, like, I don't know, how fun it feels or how, like, we're very different people yeah. and she's reasonably at first quite sort of unassuming and yeah. real quiet and all that. And you know me, I'm loud and excitable and everything. And so I sometimes struggle with people who are very passive. Yeah. And so I probably would have been like, oh, I need to find somebody who's, I don't know, similar. just similar to me or, but the more I'm working with this person, it's like so good because they balance me out. And one time after a whole conference, she came up and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't talk to you more during the conference and sort of went on to say almost apologize I went no you don't have to apologize the worst thing for me because I'm such a talker and if a person's in front of me I'm like I have to engage the worst thing is to come up and just just chat to me while I'm doing my absolute insane managing a conference and everything and but if you would if I was to say interview on the basis of somebody who's going to be really quiet really unassuming mm. or not invisible but just like in the background just getting it done I might be like oh, that doesn't sound like fun 
and so it's 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 your hiring process thing it's it's easy to get it wrong because you're basing it on stuff that's just so personal and so full of your biases and there's just one other i just got a text earlier and i won't say any names or anything but this amazing young person who's potentially going to become a client but um her mum just and she's She's in her 20s, she finished uni, and um, so bright, so intelligent, always been kind of one of those out-of-the-box thinkers all the way through school, but has often, I think, experienced being weird or feeling weird, and mm-hmm. and and she's on her entrepreneurial journey, and out of coming to one of our, our things, mm-hmm. she's had this whole new sort of opening about that it's okay to be the way she is. In fact, there's an absolute place for her and, and she's learnt now how to transact, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But like the guy you coached, mm-hmm. like she's, she's got a couple of big opportunities now right in front of her and she's able to go into it in such a different way because she's able to communicate the way she is a lot better rather than almost like hide it mm-hmm. and suppress it and try and be something she's not. Yeah. So I think it's kind of two ways from listening to you. It's those people who, unfortunately, and, I, and I'm privileged, I really am privileged, there's so many people that walk into situations where it's this, the deck stacked against them already. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's on the, on the it's, it's, you know, the other person needs to be responsible for not judging that person too early. But I do think there's a lot of merit in yeah. people learning to temper the environment or communicate in ways that, doesn't produce that kind of bias so quickly. Mm. I don't know how that looks because mm. I'm not from a different culture, for example. Yeah. I'm a white male. Yes, I'm gay, which is, you know, obviously slightly different than the norm, but that's that's not that's just so not a thing. Mm. But I just I just sometimes it pains me like it if I stop and think because I'm quite empathetic. It almost saddens me to wonder what it's like to walk into a meeting, walk into a job or do you walk into something and and already be occupied by what you're perceiving is mm. is going to be judged, you know, and bias. I mean, you might know more about that yeah. than I do, but but like, I, I think I think <clears throat> this whole thing about like you know biases when you see someone and the way that they talk and look and cultures and all that sort of stuff. It, like for instance, this kid, right? He so he was a brown brown brother trying to get a job and whatnot, and there's definitely going to be some biases when he walks in. Of course, but but. So is it is same for a gay man walking in or same for yep. like anyone who walks in like into job interviews, <clears throat> there's always going to be a bias there. But now, now there's definitely some room and I'm not trying to discount this. There's definitely some room for people to accept other people for what they are. And I think a lot of that comes from just exposure. Um, 100%. But, but also if you, even two white men, let's just take the stereotype, right, and say two white men coming into a room together, they are still going to have to find things that they gel with. Now, they will have more things they gel with than a white man and, say, an Indian woman, right? They're going to have far less that they gel on than two white men. Yeah. But, like, you know, if I'm in a suit and, and put on my white face um, – and I meet another white man. There's very little actually that we'll have in common because I don't like a lot of the same things that no. mean like because I'm just I like uh, probably the closest thing I get to is 
for some people is maybe gaming. I don't know, but like, <laughs> you know, like I've never been into cars. I don't into, not into golf. I, I like, yeah, like I played rugby, but I'm not big on. Yeah, sport. you're not a sporter at all. Like not at like all. Me, like kind of like sport, but I don't watch nah. tons of sport or anything. You know, and these days, like, you know, I don't drink and stuff like that. So like, um, like there's so little, so much less I have to gel with. But you still find stuff. Yeah, there are still things you can gel on. Um, even you and I, like, there are a lot of differences with us. But but even just what we like and enjoy, yeah. there's only a couple of things we actually have in common. Yep. Not lots. And, I mean, one of them is business. And yes. so that's a big, strong one for us. That's right. It's a big thing for us. But, that's like, right. but I think that's the issue. Like, we go into these things and all we see is differences. Yeah. And if we're the one in the, with less power, we're intimidated because we're like, oh, well, I've got nothing in common with this person. But actually, just find it. There'll be yeah. something. Like you might have both have kids or you might, you know, you might both watch a particular TV show or, you know, there's, there's always something you can find. And the moment that two people find something that they have in common, they're no longer different. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. That's exactly. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. No, I don't think it's all up to the people, the minorities to, to figure that out. Like I definitely think those who hold the power, need to start being more inclusive and whatnot. I 100% agree with that. But there, it is it is a great topic and probably another topic for another day um, that we need to – there's some self-responsibility. Like, yeah, I, I really like that. And, and it's, it's really good actually because a lot of the conversation and I'm obviously no expert in the whole diversity, equity, inclusion you know, conversation. There's many people in my environment that are that share stuff with me. But – I feel like the narrative is about, like you said, the people in the, the positions of authority or power or the ones that can influence need to be the ones driving it, changing their ways, changing their behaviours, which is absolutely right. Yeah. And in some ways is happening. Like, yeah. But, but it's going to be actually, slow. What it, but it's a really good point you make. <clears throat> and if I think about what I try and do a lot of development and training with people is you can, anyone can influence anyone. Like in my workshop yesterday, there was um, one of the people from you know, IWG was talking about being in a large company, but just at spaces, right? And other people were talking about, oh, when you're in a big corporation, it's really hard to influence way up to the top. And I sort of went, yes, but no. Like you can absolutely, with real finesse and skill, impact someone way at the top if you know the right way to speak to what matters to them. Right?